Rolling. We rolling? Like Optimus Prime, roll out? Roll out. Roll out. Or is it like, like Limp Bizkit, like rolling, 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 because that was really terrible. Roll, it's like, regulators. Oh, okay, I'm okay with Warren G and yeah. Dog. That's, a, <laughs> Which, that's the song that we're going to play in the intro. That's, <laughs> just just like the the G-Funk like intro, like just like that sweet-ass bit. Like, See, you say, oh, it's Warren G. That's from Young Guns. That's, huh? from, that's from the Charlie Sheen, um, Amelia Westevez movie. Sure, I believe Young you, Guns. but I know Regulators. Regulators. Yeah, but I know but I know the song Regulators by Warren G and Nate Dogg, so that's what I know. Because okay. I grew up on hip-hop. That's My mom introduced me to hip-hop. How funny is that? When I was like seven. Hilarious. <laughs> and then I watched MTV with my ki- my cousins when I was nine every day. So I knew Dr. Dre and Onyx and uh, Snoop Dogg and everybody was. So you just got back from seeing uh, Straight Outta Compton? I really want to see that movie. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, wow. really. Doc- we talked about like a couple episodes ago how I was really excited for Star Wars. Day. Straight Outta Compton is the only thing on my radar currently. I haven't even watched Ant-Man or The Avengers. Don't even give a shit right now because I'd rather watch Straight Outta Compton. I've seen Ant-Man and it's pretty good. Is it? I heard a lot of good stuff about it. Everybody says it has a little more heart than you might imagine. Yeah, there's a little more uh, Michael Douglas in it than I was prepared for. um, Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's good. Uh, Somebody told me uh, they, they referenced Janet without really showing Janet a lot. Or like they don't have a specific person. It was like one shot. Yeah. Because she's like, uh, somebody told me she's like lost in the microverse or something like that. Spoiler! Which is going to bring in, you know, like, uh, the Micronauts, maybe, I don't know. The Micronauts? That would be insane. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Robbie G was on the streets trying to consume some skirts for the eaves. So I can get some funk just rolling in my ride, chilling all alone. Just at the east side of Willie Street on a mission trying to find Mr. Robbie G. I seen a car for the girls, ain't no need to hate. All your skirts know what's up with the 608. So I hugged Select on Atwood and Lewis, some brothers shooting dice. So I said, let's do this. I jumped out the ride and said, what's up? Some brothers pull some gas, so I said, I'm stuck. Since these girls beeping me, I'ma glide and swerve. The circle's looking so hard, let's raid hit the curve. What you think of better things than some homely tricks? I see my homie answer some, cause all I've been is me. But uh, we're not talking about a movies today or something like that. We're not talking about Marvel. We're not talking about Marvel at all. We're going to talk about that thing that I cannot get away from, and that's the DC Universe. It haunts you. It does haunt me. It's like, I love Image, and I really like Valiant, actually, right now, too. Yeah. But DC's like, hey, remember me? We're your friends. And it's I'm like, like a yeah. shadow made of farts. Yeah, but that I love to hug too. Because oh. I love those, I love those characters. I really do. It's, it's. I, I, I admit I'm, I'm a big DC fanboy. It's just, and like I said, that's where I got in the comics with. So you stick with the characters you love, you know. Yeah. Even if they're being treated kind of terribly. Fantastic Four. <sighs> yep. You've, you've, you've really dealt with some shit with the Fantastic Four. Did you like Straczynski's run on Fantastic Four? With uh, McCone and uh, he had a couple other artists on there too. That was when uh, it was about Black Panther. Was it? And, I thought, uh, was that only with Straczynski? Oh, no, like, right after that, Civil that was War? Reginald Hudlin, wasn't it? Huh? Was that Reginald Hudlin? Not Straczynski? I don't remember. As soon as they brought in Black Panther and Storm, I'm like, yeah, I'm done. As Straczynski was writing before the Civil War thing, I think, and maybe a little bit after it, but I know he was writing during like House of M and stuff like was that. Was he. He did it after Hitch and Miller? No, before. Well, I'm talking before. This was probably like 03, 04. I can't remember. Hmm. I didn't know if you were even... I, I, I'm sure I have a couple issues of it. I touched in on the Fantastic Four. Maybe it was often. a little bit after that because I know Mike McCone had... He did the Exiles. He went over and did Teen Titans with Jeff John. And then he walked away and did some more stuff for Marvel because he did the 
Fantastic Four, and I think he did a couple other random things here and there, and then he did the the young or not the young Young Avengers is that it was the not the Young Avengers Avengers Academy with okay. Chris Kratos Gage or whatever. Oh, he yeah. did that with him. But anyways, no, we're talking DC uh, more specifically. Um, and if you search on Amazon right now and look at DC comic or graphic novels right now, no shit. The first 15, uh, like, let's say the first 25 things that come up out of that, the first, we'll say probably anywhere from 15 to 20 of those are just Batman books. Yeah. Swear to God. Um, you know, Dark Knight Returns comes up, Batman Year One. He's their moneymaker. Yes, Bat- Batman is uh, the, I guess what you would have called Spider-Man probably in the 90s for Marvel, you know what I mean? He's yeah. the moneymaker. I don't know if Spider-Man necessarily draws like it used to, um, like as in dollars, you know, for yeah. like on the sites. But the one other thing you'll see up there a lot too is uh, a couple little known guys. I don't know if people really know who they're, but uh, I think Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo are their names. But Bunch of nobodies. Bunch of nobodies. Don't have much of a career so to speak. I mean, when you think of, like, in longevity terms, Greg Capullo does have a career, but, like, Scott Snyder, he's literally been there since, like, 09 or something like that. He's not yeah. had a long career. Maybe 10. Like, it's not been a long time. Yeah. Um, but probably one of the hottest writers that people want to touch. I think Marvel would literally, if he wanted to, if if they if he went free again, I think Marvel would shell out big cash. To if pull Bendis let them. Oh, you think Bendis has the final say in that? I think he's got an ego, and he's their writer. Well, but... Is he really the writer anymore, though? I don't even think he's the writer anymore. Do you think he's editor-in-chief in in Secret? (laughs) That would explain a lot to me, because Secret Wars is still happening right now, so... Seriously? I think so. No, not Secret Wars. Secret Wars, yeah. That's still going on, isn't it? Secret Wars? Yeah, they... Is it? Oh, yeah, with Battle World and all that? Yeah, whatever. Is that still going on? I think so. Hmm. I don't know. I don't keep up. I can't keep up with this. That's why we're talking DC today, because that's what I know. Um, So... Scott Snyder started his Batman run uh, with Detective Comics initially when, back in the old DC universe when Dick Grayson had taken over as the mantle of Batman and he worked with um, Jock and Francesco Francavia and uh, his first graphic novel did really well called The Black Mirror. It was like the his entire run up until the DC universe got rebooted by Flashpoint. Yeah. Um, did really well. Uh, issues sold extremely well and they said... Um, Okay, Tony Daniel wants to do more of a detective-style book, and uh, or Scott Snyder said, good, I've done my detective thing now. I want to do more of an epic. So I, they're like, you're going to be on Batman number one, and he's kind of like, oh, shit. Yeah. So then they can – they have – he probably has – when it comes to choice of artists, they probably could have given him carte blanche. Like they could have said, who do you want to be the artist? But they had already reached out to Greg Capullo. They said, you're going to do Batman number one. And this is the first, I think, sequential artwork Greg Capullo's done since Spawn in like the hundreds or something yeah. like that. So it's been a long time. Um, so Greg Capullo comes Well, he up. did some Haunt. Oh, yeah. But it kind of. He did the finish thing because uh, Corey Walker. No, not what, Corey Walker. Ryan Otley. Yeah, I'm sorry. One of them was doing – no. Greg Capullo was doing the breakdowns. Ryan Otley right. was finishing for yeah. him. That's what it was. Yeah. So he uh, – McFarlane was inking. Yeah. They want to see exactly how complicated they can make uh, a trolling process. When you have to touch three people that are touching the line, God, yeah. why? Yeah. Anyways. And all three of them were replaced by Nathan Fox. And how did that work out? Uh, I thought it was great looking. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't like McFarlane a lot. Uh, it's not that I don't like him. You like Ryan Otley, though, don't you? I do. I, I love Ryan Otley. I, I like Nathan Fox. I like Greg Capullo. I, I, maybe it's just the, the three voices together of McFarlane, Otley, and Capullo. Well, I mean, it's like, 
who are like three really good singers. If you put them in a band together, it doesn't yeah. necessarily make a good thing, right? You right. know, so you have three pretty distinct voices. You could argue between Greg Capullo and McFarlane because Greg Capullo had to kind of ghost as McFarlane for a long time so to make it look like right. it was McFarlane. But I think he draws a better McFarlane than McFarlane does anymore, personally. Um, but so he gets to do Batman and they begin this epic journey with Batman where they start with um, they did the Court of Owls, then they did the Night of Owls, then they did the Death of the Family, um, then they did Zero Year, when we'll talk about that in a little bit for a long time, and then they did Endgame. And now they're in the next, maybe final phase of their Batman thing, because I think both of their contracts are up soon. I imagine Scott Snyder will be, but I know Greg Capullo has also talked that he really wants to do other things. So unless they give him a different book, yeah. which no matter what they put him on, as long as the writer's pretty decent will probably be a top seller, I would imagine, because of what he they've done in terms of the industry eyes. Now, how many uh, fill-in artists has he had? Because on, on book two, the, what is it? Not Court of Owls, but the one after The that. Night of Owls. Night of Owls. I'm up to where Becky Cloonan yes. is filling in. So in the second one, there should be a grand total of four artists. And minus the, and we don't, we're not talking backups here. We're talking like, well, it can get really confusing because I know that uh, Raphael Albuquerque was yeah. doing a lot of the backup stuff. Um, artwork looks amazing from him, um, and he did like all the like the, the flashback sequences and this, that, and the other. And then uh, Becky Cloonan, uh, first female to actually draw Batman, and then they had fucking Andy, um, not Cooper, but uh, Andy. God, he worked on Batman and Robin too with Grant Morrison. I'm trying to think what his name is. He finished the, that book for him, uh, for, uh, for her, and talk about like a drastic change in style that's in that. And then there's also an annual in that second book too that was not drawn by Capullo. I can't think of who drew that too. All about Mister Freeze and he, okay. um, his technology was used to help uh, unfall like the the owls and all this other stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just I just read that too okay because it's like oh, and your your wife isn't she's never been your wife. It was really creepy. Like, Brad, Scott Snyder made him, like, a really creepy creeper. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I just fell in love with this chick. It was unnecessary. Yes. It was one of those things. Mr. Freeze has, has a great origin, a wonderful backstory, perfect motivation. And it's almost like Scott Snyder deflated it. Well, and, you know, we talk to Joe about this sometimes where it's like, the new 52 was like, how do we keep things similar but make it seem kind of fucked up too? You know what I mean? And I remember having this because it was like uh, when we were talking about Wally West being introduced. And, yeah. uh, Wally West was always the uh, the biggest fan of the Flash. Well, now he hates the Flash. You know what I mean? It's like how do we make it but the opposite of what it is, but still look the same? You yeah. know. And that's that's one of the downfalls. And maybe it was completely Snyder's call, or maybe the DC's like, no, really do, do make it his story, but do something you know, like. Give it, give it an M Night Shyamalan at the end. Ooh, what the twist, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, and yeah, I honestly I wasn't a fan because I'm like, this guy looked like. Why does he look like a pervert? Yeah, like he just he's a creepy pervert. I, I didn't I didn't care much for the suit. He's got like a little spot of hair in the front. And yeah, he's, he's sleeveless. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was one of those. I and I don't. That wasn't the way he looked in Young Justice, though, was he? No, Young Justice. He looked. He was. His uh, armor was a little bit just like robotic and bulkier. I think yeah. is what it was. But you're right. Um. There's some things that are iconic about a character. And Mr. Freeze was a throwaway character for the longest time. Yep. Paul Denny and Bruce Timms made him have heart. Yep. And, and I remember... Mike Mignola designed that suit. <sighs> I fucking love Mike 
<laughs> we go on that for days. Yes, I forgot he was one of the ones who designed that Mr. Freeze. Because when you see him in Batman Beyond and it's just his head in there, I'm like you're like, that's Mike Mignola completely. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, it, it was such a... Uh, it, it's like, you feel for... like He was like one of the first villains I ever felt for. Like, that you're like... You're an evil bastard, but I understand. It's like, you know what I mean? You like you. It's like one of those things when you become a parent, like, and you hear about parents who are like drown their kids in the tub. It's like at some point in time, you're just like, that's awful. But then you have that bad day with your kid. And you're like, but I kind of get it. But I'm not saying you should do it. But <laughs> yeah. I, I can see where you're like, oh, I, they, they really stress me. You can up. understand how a lesser person. Yes, exactly. Strong people, like yeah. If you have problems, you you. Turned that pretty easy, yeah. but yeah, Victor Freeze was a great character. He still can be a great character, but I I did not like the the creepy aspect that they gave him. Um, but so the Court of Owls uh, is this secret society that's been lurking in the shadow of Gotham. They give him like this kind of creepy forced nursery line. I, I didn't like that either. That seems so forced. It's very forced. Yeah. Like like if I was gonna do that, I would have like made this start showing up. Like that's something that you have at the beginning as like a mom singing to a child, you know, or something like that. From not the old... Harvey Bullock reciting at the Batman. Yeah, that was at a crime scene. Um, I did like the touch of Dick Grayson's DNA being yeah. uh from one of the owls, and you're just like, wait, what? Like that was kind of weird, you know. Like in, um, there are good moments and bad moments about Scott Snyder's run. I don't like the fact that Bruce had to punch Dick Grayson in the mouth to knock. That one specific tooth loose. Yeah. Find out that, <laughs> I thought, man, that that's a really good punch. How did he know exactly yeah, no. where to hit it? I just, I don't I, think I don't like Batman wearing contacts so that he has the back computer with him all the time. Batman should just be able to read lips from across the room, and Batman he should know the name of all his Robins without a heads-up display. Yeah, that yeah, that was like how you're, do you, you're lessening him. Yeah, as, as an awesome dude, but he's still. I mean. The cow should have always like had the heads up display or at least some kind of communication with the back computer where he can hear it. But like, yeah, he doesn't need fake contact lenses to like access the actual computer files. And and Commissioner Gordon's like, "Why are you looking past me?" Hmm. Oh, nothing. Don't worry about it. You know, <laughs> what? just what? Bruce. Like the, the one thing from uh, uh, Gillian March or uh, was it Gillian March? And that the. The, the guy who's running for um, mayor or whatever. Oh, is that his name? I think so. Uh, as soon as he showed up, I'm like, wow, that guy looks just like Clark Kent. Yeah, a lot, actually. <laughs> That's not what I thought. Uh, so did you you did you did finish The Night of Owls then? Yeah. Or no? Uh, no, the second one? Yeah. No, I'm up to Becky Cloonan's part where it's Harper Lee tearing down a building. Right. Hold on. Okay, so the actual Night of Owls story has ended, and you know who... The main villain yeah. is behind it, yeah. Gillian March, yes. which may or may not be Thomas Wayne Jr. And they, they leave that really up. Yeah, there. he's he's insane. Yeah, he I I don't know, but that's the one thing that Scott Snyder does do is that he does leave you wondering about a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Like you you think like this guy's got to be insane, but then they put like little drops of thing nuggets of tr- uh, in there that you go, or is he is he insane? But he is too. Like you know, it's yeah. it's really kind of weird. Um. So what did you think about the the first two trades then? I mean, you're you're reading something that falls out of Night of Owls. Well, I I read Year Zero first. Oh, okay. So, because I like the Riddler. Yes. And I'm like, oh, Year Zero. I've heard good things about Scott Snyder and Capullo's run on this, and I I like the Riddler. So I read that. That was not very good. The it is an interesting story. 
but it's so goddamn over the top and so long. Yeah. Like, you could have simply... improbable. You could... It's at every twist and turn, I'm like, well, that would never happen. Yeah, unless... The only way this is happening is if... Uh, What's the ship in the Douglas Adams books or whatever that's operated on the improbability? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, that's the only way is if they're constantly hitting this button where it's like, that's improbable. That'll never happen. Hey, it just happened. That's so cool. Yeah. Hey, Batman flies a giant blimp that we can't see coming from three miles away, <laughs> yep. by the way, too. Also, the, the U.S. government, they just leave Gotham alone because one guy in a top hat, or not even a top, in a bowler is like, no, I'll blow up the city. Right. This is the, uh, this is like one of those, like, uh, the 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 Dark Knight Rises kind of yeah. like it's it's almost like he was trying to use plot which threads. seemed ridiculous in the Dark Knight Rises too yes that the U S government would be like okay yeah well we don't negotiate with terrorists so we might as well let him do what he wants to do yeah. see the thing about not negotiating with terrorists means you just shoot them yes it's like good thing that they don't have big bombs or anything like that and we can just yeah blow that but you know there's I mean, a whole like who's the, shit the trigger out of man man who's the trigger man you know that's, yeah. I like the Dark Knight Rises. It's just the lesser of the three movies, it honestly. Very There's great. some pretty cool stuff in it, but it's just, yeah. Um, but, so, yeah, Year Zero had some nice little twists. Like, I liked the stuff with the Red Hood gang, actually, at the beginning. Yeah. I thought that was pretty well done, and somebody could say, you're showing the Joker, you're showing the... You don't know who the fuck that guy is, though, you know what I mean? Like, they still leave it pretty ambiguous about who he is, you know? Even though they do show the guy. You don't know his real name. You just know he's, what, uh... The leader or your number Red Hood one or something yeah. like that. You don't know anything about him. He's just a nobody. He just is very good at manipulation. You know. It it seemed weird. Uh, back to Capullo and Art style. So, in a linear sense, like we first see the Joker in the first issue of the Court of Owls or whatever the hell it is, where it's one of the Robins dressed up as the Joker to help Batman infiltrate. <laughs> it was Dick Grayson. Dick yeah. So, the Joker looks like that and that. Right. It's every time he uh, Capullo draws the Joker, it's a different looking Joker. Like the Joker keeps evolving, kind of. It's the same with the Riddler because the Riddler is also in in uh, Capullo's first issue, right? But he's got the shaved head with the tattoos, the question marks. He's got the question mark tattoo. And then later on, we we see the Riddler, and oh, he's got like red sideburns, and it's like Capullo's making up the characters as he goes. He's now, redefining them. The one thing I can say probably at least with the Joker is Grant Morrison established a long time ago with Batman that he actually has a conversation that the Joker changes his style and his methods. Like that's what the the hard thing to understand about the Joker is that he you never know what you're going to get from the, the Joker. The structure of his face was different. Well, I can go with that. That's but he was you're talking so does Capullo draw him differently every time then? I mean, there's, I mean, in the death of the family, he's got a face stitched on him. I, I can't say every time because I haven't read okay. all of it. Well, I mean, you're talking about somebody wearing a mask to, or wearing some kind of facial recognition thing. Yeah, to just, Yeah, just to look like the Joker versus like an actual, the the, the actual Joker thing. I guess, so. but what, it, it, it convinced? I don't know. I'm just counterpointing you just to yeah. see what we can come up with. Yeah, it's seemed uh, odd to me. It does, and maybe it is a little more linear. I hate Capullo's two-face. Uh, uh, well, he, luckily he doesn't draw him much then, so, okay. uh, because I don't think he came up, because I think the, one of the things, that, some of the stipulation stuff that they did is that if one guy was working with one villain, that the other guy not do much with them because they were trying to do big things. I know Tony Daniel wrote a big thing with Two-Face, uh, during his run when he was writing Batman at the early part of that time, okay. too. And then Peter Tomasi used him after Robin had died because uh, Batman and Two-Face were working together on something to try to... I don't remember what... I, I haven't read 
Pete Massey's run on Batman and Robin, but because okay. uh, after Robin died, it was, became like Batman and Red Robin, Batman and Nightwing, Batman and Wonder Woman. You know, he worked with somebody different every time, and then he consistently worked with Two Face until Robin. However, they resurrected uh, Damian. Damian. Yeah. So I think it was kind of like hands off somebody if somebody else is working with him. It might be a, a stipulation of that. I'm guessing. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm just, I'm, but that that's kind of the way it seems. Um. So yeah, Year Zero. Yeah, I don't know how. It's not as memorable as I like it to. I mean, you think about, and I know you don't like. Um, uh, what's his name? Who did a uh, Year One? Um, Frank Miller. Frank Miller. You you don't you don't like the Dark Knight Returns. You like Year One. Do you ever read Year One? I kind of feel the same way about it. Okay, you just kind of like whatever. Yeah, it, it's not as awesome as everyone says it is. I enjoy it. I think it's really good. I, I like the art style more than it. I, I think it very much captures that street noir style from um, Dave Mazzucchelli. I yeah. think Dave Mazzucchelli really saves that book a lot too. I do like the Dark Knight Returns just because I think it's very fun epic for Batman. I don't know why. I just I, I very much enjoyed it. Even as overhyped as it was to me to read it for the first time, was still pretty cool. Like I still enjoy it. Um. But you think about what they did in four issues of year one with Batman, you know what I mean? And like him establishing himself against the police and working with Commissioner Gordon. The, and you know, you throw Catwoman in the mix and all this other stuff. They tried to do with year zero over the course of 12 issues. In 12 issues, that's a year's worth of books. Yeah. You should do a lot. I mean, there should have been more than just this, oh, hey, Gotham's grown to this wild place. And, yeah. Um, and hey, you know, Batman's sleeping on this guy's couch. And yeah, it's just, it was. He's got to build gear out of stuff. And like, Lucius Fox is living out of a van. I, there was, there, yeah, there was a lot of stuff like, they just, they went so bizarre with it. Yeah. And you're like, for somebody who's really tried to teeter on the extravagant and the like down to earth stuff on Batman like you just blew your load all over this year zero you know what I mean it's just I think had it been shorter it might have been let or they had a way to if you want to keep it if 12, you call something year it has to last a year <laughs> sure uh, is that how it is is that what it is <laughs> I don't know I'd like to uh, I'd like to see a Fantastic Four uh, year series the, the year of doom that'd be cool which just him constantly beating them down that'd be interesting but that would require a Fantastic Four book right now, which is, I know, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that to just purposely upset you, but, I mean, Marvel's doing what they it's, want to it's do. It's going to come back in a few months. It's probably. Um, so there, like, it's, there are moments of good spots, and the artwork is pretty good in it. It's just that, there again, you have this, like, you're trying to ground it, but then you warp reality really bad with it, yep. too. Or, like, the you go... You the go Riddler, so, he's taken over the entire city. He has drones. He has, like, daily challenges for, for riddles to, to see if you can escape. And I mean, some of that stuff is kind of a neat little process, but I just think they tried to do such... And this is the one thing I even remember uh, people talking about it when The Dark Knight Rises came out. There's at some point in time where you have to know how to tone grand scale with Batman. Batman can... Is, he's a fucking dude, man. Yeah. I, I, why is Superman not running in there and just saving people? He's just so man. I'm like, well, I love Kansas and I'm trying to make my way yep. through Metropolis. That's all he's doing. I would like to imagine the rest of the Justice League like standing at the border of Gotham. Well, they did all those Year Zero tie-ins where John yeah, Stewart Batman's was... going to be so mad if we go in there and try to help Well, no, there was no Justice League at this point. Oh, there wasn't? No, Superman was That's just now... That's right, because they've only been around for five years. Yes, yes. Just the... Yay! You hear Bruce's problems with this. Yeah, they did all these like uh, things where people were uh, who 
would become superheroes were in it. Like and like John Stewart was like a, a Marine and part of the National Guard trying to help out with something and like like you know they had something where with the Birds of Prey where Is that they a twenty two page story. Yeah, okay. no, it might have been thirty. Him as a Marine, like out and out and. Uh, I don't know. You know, I collect Green Lantern comics. I skipped one book. It's the Green Lantern Corps number 25 because it tied in the year zero and I didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> I looked at this and I said, this is $4. This isn't Green Lantern. If you're going to do something with Jon Stewart where he's going to be in it, then make a year zero tie-in book that's specific for that year zero. Do yeah. not interrupt a Green Lantern run that was actually pretty decent. Please, God. <laughs> Like it's it because it, it, it's really because I bet one day if I give these comics to Ethan he's gonna hey dad you're missing twenty five what's up with this and I'm like it's irrelevant son it it holds no <laughs> fucking purpose that's really it and I've bought I've bought weird offshoot comics of like you know to keep my Green Lantern thing going like it was like a Marv Wolfman did a, a weird book with Green Lantern and Plastic Man but it's Green Lantern and Plastic Man not like oh hey remember when Hal Jordan was just a pilot and he got in this really crazy thing with a bank robber or something like that yeah. no it's the actual characters you know well we already know that no matter how cool John Stewart is he, it's not like he rushed in to Gotham and saved anybody yeah he's, he didn't just be like hey see the Riddler about that. that's yeah. my M16 I just killed the Riddler for you you're welcome, Dumb. Gotham. <laughs> oh, that would have been an amazing ending to that book if Batman had nothing to do with it. Yeah, Batman's like, I can't get there. And you just see a sniper take a shot out there and be like, hey, by the way, name's John Stewart. Don't worry about me. I'm a You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. I'll see you in uh, five years. Well, no, he, he won't even see him in five years. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's a little bit longer He'll than run that. into Hal in Yeah, exactly. Years. I don't know. I don't know. No, well, the Justice League happened... <laughs> I don't. I, I'm not going to try to explain this timeline because it does. It confuses the shit out of me <laughs> But anyways, so having read the Owl stuff and then having read Years, well, I read Year Zero first. All right, but you've read, read you've read those. Yeah. So there's five traits. So there's the death of the family with the Joker where I he comes back. Haven't read that one at all. Okay, yet. and then there's the End Game, which is another Joker story, which leads to obviously Batman potentially dying. I right. Not okay. dying. Yeah, he's, he's out of the picture for whatever reason. And Commissioner Mission? Gordon is now Batman. Oh, that's in the right. Batman yeah, robot. he's in the bunny suit. Yeah. Which I'm interested to see. I like Commissioner Gordon in the book. I think he's but, pretty... Okay. From things I've seen, like the five-page previews I read of that, yeah. like Gordon has a mohawk? I thought his head was shaved. Oh, I don't know. I think it's shaved. Maybe the artist just did a piss-poor job and looked like a mohawk. It's possible. I don't know. I'll look. Uh, I have that five-page preview at home. I'll check it out. Right. But... Uh, um, are you interested in even reading Endgame or Death of the Family to oh, see? I'll read them. Yeah. Okay. I was just um, the uh, Court of Owls was fine. It was a fine book. Um, I I I find it very hard to believe that Batman wouldn't know about a secret society in Gotham. I find it just as hard to believe as Batman did. Yes. It's like, it's like there's no way this could happen. Yeah. Really, no way. There's you're like, like forty yeah. pages of him just saying no, couldn't happen, couldn't yeah. happen, and the whole time I'm like, yeah, you're right, you're right, Batman, this couldn't happen. It was a fun little story, though. Um, it, improbable, nonetheless improbable, but yet fun. It that was different than Year Zero, though. Like he, they spent a year telling that story, though. You know, with the owls, that story moves at a better pace than Year Zero did. You know what I mean? Like the issues don't seem as long, and like well, because in um, the in in the owl year, the year of the owl, yeah. <laughs> um, you you get Robin, you get Nightwing, you get there's a lot of stuff with Alfred, right? Bouncing in and out, and that's great. The stuff year, with Alfred, year zero, what it's it's Lucius Fox, and right? Alfred just saying you shouldn't do this, yeah. And then uh, 
Commissioner Gordon just be like, hey, uh, Bruce Wayne, you're down in the Batcave? Or that I don't know is a Batcave, right? Yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then uh, what What was the, the bit with the, the guy who welcomed Bruce back into town? His uh, uncle or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, another throwaway character. Yeah, just the, for, the guy who employed the Riddler. Yeah, yeah. Now, was he Edward? He was Edward Nygma. Yeah, he was he? Edward Nygma. It was in like one of those things where he was like... But, I mean, he had a, had a good look to him. You know, the, the suspenders, the bowler yep. and all that, and the sideburns. I'm like, oh, cool. That, that's the Riddler. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's like uh, there, there are like overhyped is a good way to explain Snyder's Batman run. Good, but I think it's like one of those things where it's like people are like, man, I fucking love Deadpool. Deadpool's awesome. Why? Because he makes funny jokes. What's your favorite issue of that? I don't know. They're all pretty good. Like people <laughs> like it because it's cool to like. Yeah. You know what I mean? As opposed to that, they just actually like the story and the driven thing. I think I think every writer and every artist has a good Batman story in them. Yes, I think some people overstay their welcome. Yes, I don't want to say Scott Snyder's overstaying his welcome. I I would say I'm still waiting for his one really good story. It might have been the Black Mirror, like the stuff before. Yeah, because that was pretty good, and the, that's Dick Grayson Batman, which. And I wish it was still happening. I'm not going to lie. Him and Damien in Batman and Robin with Grant Morrison. How did Damien come back to life? I don't know. He had superpowers for a little bit, too. And something like he did something terrible, I guess. I don't know. And then lost them? I don't know. I, I haven't read that. I, Pete Tomasi. I'm, I'm more interested to read Pete Tomasi's run on Batman and Robin than I am of anything else. Because I want to see how this story got to where it is. And I love... We talk about the story blue in the face, too. I love Patrick Gleason. I think he's a fantastic artist. And yeah. he draws Damian Wayne so damn good because he looks like a kid. He doesn't look like a teenager or a 20-year-old kid. He looks like he's 10 or 11 years old. It's believable. Yeah. And that's the way it should be. There's not a lot that's of artists. That's the great juxtaposition with Damian. Yes. And that's why I'm like, man, put Patrick Gleason or Sean Murphy or somebody on the Teen Titans to draw this damn book. So they look like kids, for yeah. God's sakes, you know? Make the kids look like kids or teens, for God's sake. But the so, but the long and short of it, I mean, Capullo's run is and Snyder's run is good. Um, just don't buy an all to the hype and just try to think of what what would you want out of Batman? How unpredictable or you know improbable can Batman handle stuff? Because everything is. I just keep thinking. I'm like, this motherfucker's got shark repellent on him too, doesn't he? <laughs> like you know he does. Yeah. Like because that's what that's how Scott Snyder's. It's so I guess that's the kind of thing that makes it a little fun too. Is that it, maybe because of the ridiculousness, you can almost say it maybe a slight homage to the '60s Batman. But I don't know. Is Snyder that clever though? You know what I mean? Or like because that seems like a Grant Morrison thing more than Scott Snyder. I agree. But um, no. But I I suggest if you are a fan of Batman, if you haven't for some reason, check it out. At least give the Court of Owls a whirl and see what you think about that. So because that's a good starting. The place. the art's good. Yeah, the Coppola does good Batman. Way better than he did Spawn. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm curious to see what he does next. Yes, I agree. Okay, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. The rhythm is the bass, and the bass is the treble. Chords, strings, we bring melody, beat shapes. What rhythm is like? And life is rhythm. Woo! If you know like I know, you don't want to step to this. It's a beach of Sarah, a funked out with a gangster twist. If you smoke like I smoke, then you're high like every day. And if your gas is a buster, a six awake gonna regulate.